Come, you joyful to share your gladness, you heavy-hearted to share your burden, you full-hearted to share your love, you weary to receive refreshment, you thankful to share your pleasure, you anxious to receive peace. Come, let this hour stoke the embers of our hearts and unleash the streams of our spirits. Come, let us worship together. Good morning and welcome to First Unitarian Church, everyone. I'm Angela Herrera, the senior minister here, and I'm here today with you on Zoom with lay leader Michaela Renz Whitmore. Our volunteer DJ today is William Baker, and our tech team is rounded out by ushers Christine Robinson, Erica Johnson Jimenez, and Cheryl Romanek. Our Time for All Ages was prepared by the guest minister, the Reverend Megan Lines. We are all so glad to be here with you this morning. We especially welcome any new visitors who are among us today. If you are a newcomer and you feel comfortable, we invite you to put your name and location in the chat box so that we can extend a personal welcome to you. Good morning, everyone. Today, I have three announcements. We have some good news, some not so good news, and some fantastic news. Let's start with the good news. Reverend Bob is offering a new course in August that challenges you to ask yourself, what do you believe and why do you believe it? The course is based on a new curriculum, Creating Theology Together, that recognizes the value of cultivating our individual theologies and credos as celebrated in the Building Your Own Theology curriculum, but extends beyond the individual to ask what shared values and beliefs ground our larger faith community and what values and beliefs ground our faithful actions in the larger world. The course launches with a retreat on Saturday, August 13th, followed by two-hour sessions on the subsequent three Saturdays. To register, contact Director of Congregational Life, Lara Magnuson. We'll put Lara's email in the chat. And now for the not-so-good news. Wednesday night Vesper service is on hold for the rest of July due to not having enough tech volunteers. Next Sunday, Bob almost had to DJ the Zoom service from Cape Cod where he is on study leave. Thankfully, William Baker stepped up just in time to save him from that fate. Summer is a vacation time for many families, including for our many volunteers. So we are at risk of having to cancel future Sunday Zoom services unless we get more folks signed up to help. In order to keep all of our services going, we need some more help once or twice a month. Training is provided, and this congregation is very forgiving of mistakes made along the way, right? Right. Want to learn more about it? Contact Chris Paul. We'll put his email in the chat. It's cpaul at uuabq.org. And finally, for the fantastic news, we are delighted to welcome our new Director of Facilities, Miguel Perez. Miguel has significant experience managing facilities for large institutions, especially health healthcare organizations. We are so fortunate to have him on our team. The director of facilities is actually a new position, 
He'll be supervising our facilities manager, Mark Fickler, and creating systems and policies to manage our campus going into the future. That includes supporting the master, plan, master campus planning process that is planned for next year. Miguel is your point of contact for all facility issues, so be sure to say hello. And now we light the chalice with these words adapted from Kirk Lodeman Copeland. Today, we gather around this flame, grateful for this beloved community. In our time together, we intentionally set aside distractions and anxieties that we might touch deeper truths and be renewed. We are called to share comfort for hurts that cannot be changed. And together, we find courage to face all that we can do to cultivate love, justice, and peace in our world. May we face all that we do not yet know with humility and wonder. And may the light of love spill out from this church into the world. We are a people of faith with open minds, loving hearts, and helping hands. Good morning, everybody. My name is Megan Lines, and I'm going to tell the story of the cracked pot, which comes out of either India or China. Sources differ. So long ago, before anybody had faucets like we have today, people often carried their water in large clay pots, and they had a piece of wood that they'd put across their shoulders and rope to carry the pots, and it was one on each side to balance it. So often people would go on a long walk to wherever they were getting their water from, a stream or um, an open pond or something like that and then they would carry it back home.
So this story is about the cracked pot. There was a farmer who brought his water every day from the stream up the hill to his home. And he had his piece of wood, he had his clay pots, one on each side. He walked all the way down the hill to the stream and he filled up the pots. And then he walked all the way back up to his house. And at the end of each day, he had one pot that was full and one pot that was half full because it had a crack and the water would leak out. Well, it said that the pots had feelings about how they were doing about their job. The pot that was perfect and could carry all the water felt very proud of its accomplishment. And the pot that could only carry half the amount of water felt very bad about its imperfection. And it apologized to the farmer saying, I am so sorry, I have done a poor job. I haven't brought you all the water that you needed and I've made your job harder because you just have to go a little bit more frequently back and forth to the stream. And the farmer said, no, I am so grateful that you have this imperfection in your side. Have you ever noticed that every day we walk there to the stream, I fill you with water and, and we walk back home and there's only one and a half pots, but look behind you down and up the side that you are on. When we walk there, no water leaks out because you're empty. And when we walk back, the water leaks out and there are flowers that have been watered. I've gone this path for years and your side has all of these flowers that can grow because you have watered them. I've had the beauty of the flowers in our home and I can give the flowers to all of our friends and neighbors for their kitchen tables as well. The farmer told the cracked pot, it was in fact your imperfection that allowed you to share all this beauty so far and wide. Sometimes what feels like an imperfection to us turns out to be something very valuable and beautiful in the world. Let's pause the chat for a few moments now for the meditation. I invite you to center yourself and breathe. Give yourself the gift of a few moments of being just extra present extra kind to yourself. Being with wherever you're at right now, with whatever you're experiencing. Greeting yourself with love and compassion. And as we enter into our meditation, I give you these words from the book Love Like Thunder by Jess Reynolds. Jess writes, on my worst days, it is gravity I am most grateful for. The way the earth pulls at me from her core, yearns for me, keeps me pressed tightly against her surface. When my own core is hollowed out, when I have no more mass than a leaf dead on the branch, still this is enough for the earth to find me. She reaches for what little I have and says, stay. 
Every meditation I've ever done begins by asking me to ground myself. This is not so much an action as it is inaction. Surrender. A voluntary abandonment of my own edges and tidy packaging. Sit with me now. Just continues. Press the soles of your feet back into the ground you sprang from. Feel the weight of your body and know that it is glorious. You are born of soil and sun and all the heaviness of the earth is a call to you. The earth is reaching for you. Reach back. Reach back. We continue in silence. We spend each day braiding strands of joy and worry, gratitude and sorrow. We come together to weave a beloved community with the strength and the resilience to hold the fullness of our lives together. Please use the chat box to share first your joys and then your concerns as prompted by the video. If you cannot share today, we still want to hear from you. Please contact us at caring at uuabq.org.
espejo y veo el reflejo de un Sean vivido con esfuerzo que va quemando el amor ardiente como el fuego amor de madre amor de hijos siguiendo fieles el ejemplo de Cristo hay tanto que dar y tan poco que pedir Madre Santa del Cielo hoy cantamos para ti unidos en la alianza de amor vamos construyendo sueños juntos en la misión tú y yo por ellos Toma mi vida, piensa mi voluntad Ayúdanos siempre a amar la verdad Y así lograr la santidad Quiero transformarte, hijo predilecto Y yo voy a guiarte y sigue a tu hermano Sé todo para todos, entrégate sin miedo Y descubre tu misión Y yo sembraré en la tierra fértil Llenaré el huerto de tu corazón Madre Santa del Cielo Hoy cantamos para ti Unidos en lazos de fe Vamos construyendo sueños Juntos en la misión Tú y yo por ellos Toma mi vida Piensa mi voluntad Ayúdanos siempre A amar la verdad Y así lograr La santidad
to these, I also add Marty and Connie Malecki, as Marty deals with a medical issue in the hospital. All of these we lift up to the great powers of healing, renewal, and celebration known by many names. And we remember the unspoken prayers, too private or too nuanced to share. Blessings to all with a prayer in their hearts this morning. May you find what courage or comfort or companionship you need. And we pray our most ambitious prayers, the ones that take collective action and therefore the deepest faith that our community and our country be a place where all people may thrive, free of violence, oppression, and harm done in the name of religion, where the inherent worth and dignity of each is truly and deeply honored in all of our diversity, and where our planet is cared for with a love to reflect its profound beauty and our interdependence with it. All these we lift up as our common prayer and we pray that we may help to make it so through our manner of being in this world. Amen, and peace be with you.
My reading this morning is Now is the Time by the 14th century Persian mystic Hafiz. Translation by Daniel Ladinsky. Now is the time to know that all you do is sacred. Now, why not consider a lasting truce with yourself and God? Now is the time to understand that all your ideas of right and wrong were just a child's training wheels to be laid aside when you finally live with veracity and love. Hafiz is a divine envoy whom the beloved has written a holy message upon. My dear, please tell me, why do you still throw sticks at your heart and God? What is it in that sweet voice inside that incites you to fear? Now is the time for the world to know that every thought and action is sacred. This is the time for you to compute the impossibility that there is anything but grace. Now is the season to know that everything you do is sacred. You may have noticed that the sermon topic for today changed midweek. I was originally going to preach on the topic of preparedness for today, but then last week my dad was killed in a terrible accident in Oregon. There are some things you will never be prepared for. In this grief, one of the things I'm most grateful for is that my dad and I had a wonderful visit together last fall. Political differences had led to us talking less and less over the years. I know that many of you have also experienced distance or estrangement from loved ones due to these things. So last September, when I let my dad know that my marriage had ended and that I was coming out as queer, I was surprised by his immediate support. With no hesitation, he said that he was happy for me. And he asked if he could come and visit. A few weeks later, he pulled into my driveway at 7 a.m. He had driven all through the night from Oregon. And we spent the week sharing meals and hiking and talking about conventional and unconventional loves. He was the first person to meet my new partner, who I had just started dating at that time. The two of them hit it off immediately. He fixed things around my house and helped improve my home security. We focused only on what brought us together. Redemption. A person can be redeemed or a relationship can. Redemption is turning toward the good. It's healing, restorative. We often think of it as having to do with sin, as in sin and redemption. And when I wrote this sermon 11 years ago, when I first preached it, that's the angle I started with. So let's just revisit that for a bit. There's an old-fashioned definition of sinning as breaking a rule, right? And since we're Unitarian Universalists and we don't really believe in those strict kind of religious rules like that, maybe you don't believe in the idea of sin. It sounds like breaking the Ten Commandments that God gives the people in the book of Exodus. Do we even know the Ten Commandments, I wonder? What are they? Let's see if you do know them, you use. I invite you to drop some in the chat box. 
Let's see if we can get all 10. No Googling, just from memory. What are they? Thou shalt not kill. Yep. What else? No coveting your neighbor's wife. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not lie. <laughs> I see that. No false gods. Don't take the name of the Lord in vain. What is that about five of them? Love God with everything. Honor your father and mother. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not steal. No sorcery. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to read them to you. Doing pretty good. Yeah, more than 10, right? In, actually, even just in the book of Exodus right there, the number varies depending on how you count them. But here's what I've got. You shall have no other gods before me. No idols. Don't take God's name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. Nobody put that one in. I think y'all need some religious rest. Remember the Sabbath day when no one is allowed to work, and it says, including slaves, livestock, and aliens. That's what the scripture says. Honor your father and mother. No murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And you shall not covet your neighbor's house or wife, slave, ox, donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. That's what it says. Now, the Catholic Church, never to be outdone by God, did us one better, and they came up with the seven deadly sins, too. Do you know what those are? What are they? Seven deadly sins. This is a pop quiz, Sunday morning pop quiz. Gluttony, greed, sloth, avarice, pride. There's another one. Okay, here they are. Lust, gluttony. Greed, sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. In uh, Dante Algieri's classic poem, The Inferno, the main character, Dante, descends into the nine circles of a hell, four of which bear these deadly sin names. So he's, and he's really creative in this book with the punishments they reap. There are Francesca and her brother-in-law, Paolo, who in life were reading a story of Lancelot and King Arthur. Those would have been practically hot off the presses back then. They're reading that story when a romantic scene in the story inspires them to kiss and they begin to desire each other. In Dante's Inferno, they're doomed to be blown about, suspended in the air by hot hurricane winds for all of eternity. That's what lust gets you in the Inferno. But they're only in the second circle of the inferno, which is really not so bad compared to what comes after that, what comes later. They, they're just right behind the people in the first circle who were perfectly good in life, but who were born before Christianity or were never baptized. Dante has the Greek philosophers in there. That's a pretty merciless story. In the deepest, worst circle of the inferno is Judas, who betrayed Jesus. His punishment in the story is to be gnashed for all eternity in the teeth of Lucifer. I told you it was creative. <laughs> and it's edgy, too. If you think that I was picking on the Catholic Church just now with that little comment, hear this. In the eighth circle, just before Judas, the character of Dante runs into Boniface, who was the pope in real life, 
in the year in which the Inferno takes place. So Dante, the writer, placed a living pope in the eighth circle of hell in his story. Those two did not get along. But there's one scene that especially stood out to me when I read it, and that's the one in which Dante encounters Fra Alberigo and Branca Doria, who are, he discovers, the character in the story discovers, that they are still alive and also already in hell. They're still living on earth, and yet they are also already in hell because they are living with a great deal of regret. Kind of like the character of Dante himself, who experiences this tour of the inferno by way of a midlife crisis. He awakens from a strange nap and he's led into the inferno by the ghost of the woman he loved all his life, Beatrice, whom he never told how he felt. She died an early death before he could overcome his shyness and he never got over it. In real life, regret was Dante Algieri's personal hell and it spurred him to write some of the most famous literature on earth. There's a fire truck passing by right here. I'm just gonna give it a second. There we go. The kind of hell that we can experience while we are walking the earth or while we are still on the earth living is something that we recognize in Unitarian Universalism and is not always linked with sin, but it sure can be if we reimagine sin not as just breaking some kind of a rule, but rather, like the writer and Minister Forrest Church wrote, anything that divides us against our better selves, or estranges us from our neighbors, or severs us from the ground of being. He's describing sin as anything that divides us against our better selves, or estranges us from our neighbors, or severs us from the ground of being. We're complicated creatures, human beings. You know, we're, we're animals and sometimes we behave as though this were a dog-eat-dog -dog world and we were dog-eating dogs. But we also have this extraordinary, love-hungry, meaning-hungry side of us. The side that won't settle for an unthinking or a mean life or for a life in which that inner voice is ignored, not the one that sounds like an authoritarian figure, you know, something we've received from upbringing or other religious traditions, but the inner voice that sounds like your heart speaking to you. So where do you go for redemption when something has been done poorly or fallen apart? Church? I do think that you can find it here if this is a place where you are willing to be honest with yourself. I hope that church for you is the kind of place, that kind of place, because there is not one of us who at some time in our lives does not need to turn ourselves or some part of our lives around. And church should be and is a place where we can be most in touch with our humanness, most able to wonder and to laugh at it and to roll our eyes at it and celebrate it and not take ourselves too seriously. And in that way, we are supported also in making confessions and mid-course corrections and issuing apologies and forgiving ourselves and others because we do take life seriously because it is a tremendous gift. The writer and preacher Frederick Beekner says, quote, if we come to a church right, 
We come to it more fully and nakedly ourselves. We come with more of our humanness showing than we are apt to come to most places. We come with more of our humanness showing than we are apt to come to most places. He says, we come like Moses. He's remembering that part of the Hebrew Bible, also in the book of Exodus, when Moses is going up the mountain and he sees a burning bush. This is way before the Ten Commandments are issued. Take off your shoes, God tells him. You're standing on holy ground. Beekner says that we're like Moses because we come to holy places with muck on our shoes, foot sore and travel stained with the dust of our lives upon us, our failures, our deceits, our hypocrisies, because if, unlike Moses, we've never taken anyone's life, we have again and again withheld from other people, including often even those who are nearest to us, the love that might have made their lives worth living, not to mention our own. Sometimes you have to lose your way in order to find yourself. And if you can turn around and see your journey through that lens of transformation and possibility, then that is the beginning of redemption. And then we move toward acceptance of what has been, toward forgiveness of ourselves and others, and a decision to make things right going forward. One time I asked one of my spiritual mentors, how forgiveness can happen when it feels just too hard, too big. And he said, well, what would it be like if you moved just one inch closer to it? We start with where we are. In the Unitarian Universalist Church, we believe that everyone is redeemable, lovable, and worthy, whether you've messed up a little bit or you've blown it a thousand times. You are lovable, redeemable, and worthy even if your children won't talk to you or your lover has left you or you struggle with addiction to something. Whether you come to church every week or once a year or you've just stumbled in for the very first time this morning looking for something, maybe you aren't sure what, lovable, redeemable, and worthy. Whatever you do, whoever you are, lovable, redeemable, and worthy. Whether you find yourself tearing up right now, or whether you are thinking these are all very obvious things for me to say, lovable, redeemable, and worthy. We aren't told this often enough, I think. Or if we are told, it's with some kind of catch, right? Like redeemable if you say the right words about God. Redeemable if you stop loving people of the same gender or start fitting into a box. Redeemable if you lose weight or hide your wrinkles or etc., etc. Redeemable at a price you can't afford to pay or can't pay in good conscience or would have to pay with a piece of yourself. And then you're not whole. But here, you are redeemable and that's that. There's no catch, just an invitation to accept and forgive and make amends, to show up and focus on what brings us together, which is our humanness, which is our lives, which are precious, which is love. May it be so. The poet Rilke 
wrote, I live my life in widening circles that reach out across the world. I may not complete this last one, but I give myself to it. We take the offering this morning to reach out in widening circles, to give freely of ourselves and to strengthen the communities that share in our collection. Our change for the future recipient from June through August is Family Promise. Family Promise empowers families in Albuquerque and Rio Rancho who are at risk of homelessness or currently experiencing homelessness. Family Promise has partnered with our church for many years. You can make an offering online by clicking on the link that we'll put in the chat box. You can select change for the future when prompted. If you prefer not to give online, you can simply mail a check to the church and include change for the future on the memo line. Thank you for your generous contribution to our wider community. What is generously given is received with gratitude. Thank you on behalf of the congregation and on behalf of Family Promise. We are nearing the end of the formal time of this service. Before we go, first I'd like to invite you to put your screen in gallery view if you can. 
and if you're comfortable turning on your video, this is a, a good time to do that as we greet one another with the Pacham greeting, the peace greeting with one hand over your heart, one extending towards your fellow UUs and seekers this morning. Peace to you. Peace and blessings from one to another. As always, if you'd like to stay and chat with a small group, you're welcome to do that. Just stay through the postlude and we'll connect you in a breakout room. And whether you're having a conversation there or in some other context in your life today, you might like to have a discussion question to get things started. So how about this? Do you know any redemption stories? What story can you share of a person or relationship or other thing that was redeemed in your estimation? And how? How did it happen? Now, as we extinguish our chalices and candles, go in peace, friends, and may love bless you and keep you until we're gathered again. Blessed be. Tus besos, tu...